You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Friday, November 17th, and we're talking Cardinals baseball today with Jennifer Langosh, our Cardinals reporter for MLB.com. Jennifer, before we dive in, uh, first and foremost, you are feeling and sounding better, so I just want to verify that the illness is behind you, correct? It is, it is. That bronchitis had me tied down for about two weeks, but I uh, I put it in the past, and hopefully we'll have a healthy off season from here on out. There you go, moving forward. That's what we love to hear. Uh, well, Jen, let's kind of start off. Uh, interesting move by uh, John Mozeliak. He recently traveled all the way to Las Vegas to uh, have a kind of a heart-to-heart and a face-to-face, if you will, with a Dexter Fowler to address with Dexter that, in all likelihood, the Cardinals are going to move him out of center field uh, for the 2018 season. All Dexter has ever known in his big league career is uh, the number eight spot in the defensive uh, situation playing center field. So, Fowler's defensive metrics in 2017 are really not kind, but what I want to ask you is that are you maybe a little surprised that the Cardinals are making this move now as opposed to maybe you know letting him start the season in center field and if the problems and the metrics, the, the negative metrics persist, then perhaps making a move? Did it, again, did it surprise you that this is something they're kind of addressing right now? Not really. I mean, in some ways, I was a little surprised they didn't even try to address it midway through the 2017 season. And there would have been a good excuse to last year. I mean, the metrics, as you mentioned, not all that kind to Dexter Fowler last year, but he was also dealing with a number of injuries that affected his mobility, the lower part of his body. So you wonder how much that played a role in it. The reality, though, for the Cardinals is they have so many center fielders on their major league roster that you looked at Dexter Fowler last year you can make an argument that there were times that the Cardinals had four better center field options on their roster than Dexter Fowler was. So it makes a lot of sense moving forward. Tommy Pham seems the, the obvious guy to move to center field. I think he's a better fit there. Long term, you have Dexter Fowler at 31 years old who, who can slide into left field and I think play very capably over there. And, and of course, a Harrison Bader, a Magnaris Sierra. If Randall Grichik is back, you have other options as well. But it, you're right, an interesting move by Mo to fly out to Las Vegas and to do this face-to-face. I think that speaks to the respect that, that Mo and the organization has for Dexter Fowler and also the fact that they recruited him through free agency last year kind of promising him that he would have the opportunity to be an everyday center fielder and an everyday leadoff hitter for this team. Well, we saw the leadoff hitter thing didn't last but a couple months, and and now the fact that one year into a five-year deal, the Cardinals are already thinking of displacing him from center field. I think this was a conversation that, again, Mo preferred to have face-to-face, get some player input, and let Dexter know that while maybe some of the plans have changed, they still see him as a very key piece for this organization in the coming years. Yeah, no question. Uh, having said that, though, with all the things you brought up, you know, again, they, they recruited him as their leadoff guy and their center fielder. Well, in all likelihood, in 2018, neither of those things are going to be part of his portfolio. Is there a sense of regret right now over this five-year deal, or are they just figuring, well, you know, everybody has down years, 2017 was his, he can bounce back to being the player we saw, you know, with the Cubs and the Rockies. What, what's kind of the feeling about that, uh, the four years left on the contract right now? Yeah, that's a really good question, because you think back to where this organization was at this time last year, 
And they didn't have what we thought was exceptional outfield depth. And they really didn't have an answer in center field. And this was a team that was very intrigued by the possibility of moving Matt Carpenter into more of a kind of a run production spot lower in the lineup. Well, so much has changed in the last 12 months. I mean, first off, the Cardinals saw that Matt Carpenter's best fit is probably going to be in the leadoff spot. And he, of course, is under contract for several more years. And in addition to that, they've had so many young outfielders emerge that all of a sudden what was kind of a deficit in the outfield is now a surplus. So I don't think the Cardinals necessarily regret offering five years to Dexter Fowler. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Did they need to? Probably not because they have so many other options. But, you know, I think you look at the time this season when Dexter was healthy, which, which wasn't a majority of the season, but he produced. I mean, he had a career high in home runs. Um, maybe a little bit different type of production than he's provided in the past. But, you know, if he can provide that sort of offensive numbers, if he can play at least an average defensive corner outfield spot next year and years to come after that, I think this is still a deal the Cardinals will look on pretty favorably. Yeah, like you said, so much has changed uh, over the course of 12 months, and it's really had a domino effect. And, Jen, you brought up – all the other names uh, in the outfield configuration uh, for the Cardinals going forward. A lot of young guys in the mix. And, you know, on one hand, it's it's kind of how you perceive things, I guess. On one hand, you love to have the depth and the availability and the options. On the other hand, there's only three spots. And, I mean, yes, there's bench spots and there's guys that can, you know, spell a guy or pinch it or, you know, come in for defensive purposes. But by and large, there is such a thing at times as having too many guys for too few spots that kind of seems to be the situation that the Cardinals are in. So how do you see this whole thing shaking out? I know obviously that they're they're in the market for, you know, a, a power hitter for a closer and they do have pieces within that that outfield core to potentially deal. So who in that regard could be trade bait? Who could be the guys that that stay? How do you see the whole thing playing out? Yeah, this is a very intriguing part of the Cardinals offseason, at least in my eyes. And everyone's talking about the big bad and fixing the bullpen. But the Cardinals have to address this glut of outfielders. I mean, they have 11 guys conceivably who can make you know, a major league roster at some point in 2018 that play the outfield. You can't have that many, as you mentioned. You add in the fact, we've already talked about Dexter Fowler. He is going to be an everyday outfielder in 2018. Tommy Pham, based on the breakthrough season he had this past year, he is going to be a starting outfielder in 2018. That leaves you one open spot. Now, we've seen Randall Gritchick and Stephen Piscotty here in St. Louis the last couple of years. I think both of those guys are very vulnerable to be traded this offseason. The biggest question to me is what sort of value do they have on the market? I mean, Stephen is coming off what is a very down year. He has five years left on a contract that he signed at the beginning of the season. You know, do teams believe that this was an anomaly or are they afraid of that contract maybe becoming an albatross toward the end? Randall Gritchick, another guy who's very interesting in that his power potential, that exit velocity, talent evaluators love it but he's not been able to put it together consistently over the course of a season. So I think those two guys, again, uh, you know, might be the names of the Cardinals float out there as possible trade pieces, you know, Harrison Bader, who we saw, you know, a little bit of this year, a very speedy outfielder can play all three positions. Uh, I think he is somebody who the Cardinals could potentially look to deal. And you go down the depth chart from there. I mean, Magnura Sierra, while the Cardinals, would prefer to retain him. Again, when you're talking about having to try to acquire a closer and an impact bat, these are guys they might have to trade. So I suspect that this is a club that's not just going to trade one outfielder this offseason. I think they're going to have to trade multiple outfielders because at this point, not only do they not have space in their major league roster for all these guys, they don't have space in their AAA roster for all these. So the Cardinals want to flip this, I think, from being you know a problem 
to an asset. And again, as they try to address other needs, use the pieces that they have that maybe are attractive to some of these other teams. And of course, the dream that Cardinals fans have is, you know, just as you laid out, uh, to use the surplus to acquire, you know, another major piece to fix some of the, the holes in this roster. That being, as we've discussed, you know, the lack right now of a true power threat, the lack of a uh, closer at the back end of the bullpen. And obviously, you know, the Cardinals are one of, uh, I'd say, maybe a half dozen teams right now that are seriously in the mix for Giancarlo Stanton. And, you know, it's it's tough, I know, for not just for Cardinals fans, but for any other fan base to get truly excited right now because it could be months before, you know, a, a Stanton deal of any nature goes through. But I guess at this point, how would you rate the anticipation level, I guess, for lack of a better term, in, in the hopes that maybe – you know, there is some serious discussion going on here that the Cardinals could pull off a trade for the guy that is regarded as the premier slugger in all the game. It is the uh, sports topic du jour every day mm -hmm. here in St. Louis. And it's funny because here we go talking about how the Cardinals have too many outfielders to, oh, wait, they're pursuing another outfielder. <laughs> yeah. So, um, of course, Stan is, is a different is a different bird in this discussion. You know, the Cardinals, I think, are intriguing for a couple reasons. Number one, they have the financial payroll flexibility to be able to pull off this sort of deal. I mean, they have um, flexibility in terms of where their, their payroll was last year. And you add in the fact that this is a team that is about to start a $1 billion-plus TV deal next year. They've got the finances to make it work if they want. So that's part of the equation. Number two he addresses specifically what their need is, which is a middle-of-the-order impact power bat. Can't find a lot of those out there. There's not really anybody the Cardinals are enamored by on the free agent market. J.D. Martinez, they're not really thrilled about. They're going to have to look the, the trade route, I think, to be able to address it. And number three, the Cardinals have the prospects to be able to pull off this sort of deal. We talked about all those outfielders, many of whom the Cardinals will be willing to deal they also have a glut of young starting pitchers, which I, I think would be attractive to a team like the Marlins who are kind of starting a rebuilding process. So they match up in many ways. You know, that being said, there are still questions about whether Stanton would accept to trade to St. Louis. You know, he has a no trade clause, so he can make that final decision. And there's also the uncertainty as to whether the cost will be palatable to the Cardinals. Just because they can do it doesn't always mean it's prudent. So you know, I think what the team right now is doing is kind of getting a feel for what the Marlins are looking for. And then internally, they're going to have to decide, is this money they want to take on? And how much in terms of talent are they willing to give up? But they're very much in it. And I think they're going to continue to be a player in this market um, for as long as it might last. And uh, until then, it will continue to be the topic of the day here in St. Louis for many days to come. And I know that uh, we've heard the expression that teams are asking for the moon for certain players. I think they're asking for the whole freaking solar system. Uh, they just, <laughs> in terms of prospects and money, I mean, they are, they're just putting it out there that they want everything they could possibly get in terms of, uh, you know, again, prospects and, and, uh, financial relief because of that $295 million deal that he signed a couple of years ago. So, Whatever team pulls off this trade, it's going to be very interesting to see the parameters of it. And the Cardinals just may be that team. Uh, time will tell. Jen, as we uh, come down the home stretch here, another guy not as nearly high profile as uh, Giancarlo, but Alex Colomay, another guy in Florida, uh, plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, had a very uh, good season for the Rays as their closer. And the Cardinals need one. Uh, what is the progress on talks there? Yeah, I can't give you a great feel on progress of talks there, but I can tell you that the organization has been looking at Colome for a while, and that goes back into you know last season, the regular season. Um, and he, you know, he seems to be a really good fit. I mean, this is a team again looking for a closer. 
Those are not easy to find. There are a couple on the free agent market, but they are also going to come with a very hefty price tag. And this is an organization that has been somewhat hesitant in the past to commit that sort of money and that length of a deal to a closer. I mean, it's a very volatile position year to year. You don't always know what you're going to get. Colome, I think, is interesting in the fact that he wouldn't cost as much initially, even though he's arbitration eligible for the first time this year, and he'd be under team control for another three seasons. So the Cardinals could essentially not just answer their closing problems you know, for 2018, but perhaps have a closer for the next three years as they work to groom whoever would be to follow. So, yeah, I think this is a name to watch. I, you know, I think the Cardinals could perhaps match up with Tampa Bay you know, in part of a bigger deal that maybe this could be. And, and as I mentioned before, with all those outfielders and all that young starting pitching, they do have the players to be able to pull off this sort of contract and deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, assets uh, to be dealt, and maybe the Cardinals uh, deal them. We'll see for who. Maybe in an ideal world for both. Uh, but, again, time will tell. It's a very early hot stove season. There's a long way to go until spring training uh, for the 2018 season. Jen Langosh, great stuff as always. We will do it again soon. We thank you for the time. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals.